welcome back to the Beast Gang Podcast. And today we're taking a look at Texas Chainsaw Massacre, not the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This is a reimagining of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which was loosely based on a real story. When they say it's based on a real story, loosely is the key term yeah. there. Not really. <laughs> right. It had to be, the last one was Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D? Is that the last one? I think that was the one with Trey Songs, man. This one is directed by David Blue Garcia. All right. So it looks like he's worked with Fetty Alvarez. Oh. Maybe. So Fetty Alvarez, the story is credited for him. Also, Chris Thomas Devlin and Rodos Yugas, which I think, yeah, he directed Don't Breathe too. So there's some Fetty Alvarez connections here. Fetty Alvarez do the Evil Dead remake? Yeah. So Fetty Alvarez had done did Evil Dead, Don't Breathe, that terrible girl with the dragon tattoo kind of sequel the girl in the spider's web and he's been doing a lot of tv stuff lately so he hasn't really done a lot of movie stuff but he has been producing a little bit this stars sarah yarkin elsie fitcher and mark burnham and the synopsis is after nearly 50 years of hiding leatherface returns to terrorize a group of idealistic young friends who accidentally disrupt his carefully shielded world in a remote town. So tries to play off with some elements of the previous movie. So there's at least one character from the previous, like whatever iterations of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, somebody survives. In this one, a woman survives. It just kind of shoots the present day. It's basically like four friends invested in this town in Texas. On their way to the town, they stop off at a gas station There's some information about this area was known for killings and two of the characters pick up on that. They head to the town. Dante was one of the main characters is one of the main investors in the town. He sees somebody. He's like, Hey, well I own this building. He kicks the person out. And then that kind of turns into her son was possibly Leatherface. That might be a kind of a horrible depiction of what happened. I don't really want to give it away. So, Jay, let me know that he's a serial killer. When he means serial, he's talking about Cinnamon Toast Crunch. (laughs) Frosted Lucky Charms, magically delicious. Jay, how do you feel about this iteration of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I actually liked it. I had very low expectations because the sequels to Texas Chainsaw Massacre have been fucking horrible. Yeah. Every single one of them. That 2003 one is still good. Yeah, the one with Jessica Biel. Yeah. Yeah, that one was like the exception to the rule. So the only ones that were decent were first one. Part two was actually different, but it wasn't bad. It was more of a a black comedy type horror movie. And then the Jessica Bill one. All right. The 2003. Everything else was horrible. Yeah, it, so it was, going through this, let me just run through some things quickly. So it was Texas Chainsaw mm-hmm. Massacre, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Toby mm-hmm. Hooper directed that. Right. And he had also done the second one. There's Leatherface, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. That was god-awful. There is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation. That is perhaps the worst. <laughs> That's with Matthew McConaughey. All right. And then you get to the 2003, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. And then Which was actually pretty good. After that is The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Beginning. Horrible. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D. God awful. And there was a movie called Leatherface. 
Yeah, yeah. So this movie actually did a Halloween, meaning like all the other sequels outside of part one and probably part two are irrelevant. One of the characters, the ranger, she was the survivor from the very first one. Yeah. And she's been like looking for him for the longest time. She's basically Jamie Lee Curtis mm-hmm. in Halloween. She's basically that. One thing that I didn't understand, Leatherface was a grown-ass man. Yeah. In, in 1974. So even if Leatherface was 20, <laughs> 50 years had passed. So he'd be like 70 and he's moving around like a villain. Yeah. So that's the only plot hole that I could see. If you take that away, overall, it's not a bad movie. The information that we know on Leatherface is that he is kind of a man child. He's not fully developed mentally, so he's kind of a man child. So that makes sense. Somebody's only fan. (laughs) So so it makes sense, but then yet, how does that correlate with the orphanage now? And this woman would not be his mom. Probably would be his caretaker, but yet, like you said, he would be seventy years old. Because the two thousand three one. It's kind of more in line with the first one that it's more a family of people that is protecting Leatherface. But right, yeah. And the the 2003 one actually took place in the 70s. That was basically like a, a whole reboot, a redo. Mm-hmm. If you take that away, it's not a bad movie. Makes sense why he started killing again. His whole life was disturbed. She basically kept him in check. And once investors came into the town that he was staying in. It disturbed his household, disturbed his peace, in other words. Once it got to that point and his caretaker died, I mean, it was basically nothing that they did, but you got to remember, this is a man-child. He doesn't see like that. It was just that she was old age and she got amped up and had a heart attack. Yeah. And she just happened to die on the way to the hospital. Yeah, so it was like that whole kicking them out of the house thing that I didn't really understand in the modern context how people write movies. Mm-hmm. These modern characters overly sensitive to other people's feelings. And then right. they totally disregard this person, person that is the orphanage's feelings, and get her arrested. Right. <laughs> Which, you have to start the movie off somehow, but yeah. Yeah, so in all honesty, I kind of ring with Leatherface for a minute. I'm like, damn. <laughs> okay, I mean, I understand like this is your investment property. You know, you're basically like squatting or whatever. But yet, you can tell that she was elderly. She wasn't in good health. This could have waited but until you had everything in order to do what you needed to do and do it properly instead of causing a big commotion. Once they caused the commotion, it was a chain of fucked up event. The caretaker, I'm going to say caretaker because it's definitely not his mom. Yeah, yeah, it shouldn't be. The caretaker basically had a heart attack. That set him off, and then he just came back and just went on a ramp. Hey, yeah, I didn't think the kills were gonna be that brutal, but (laughs) yeah, the kills were brutal as hell. I actually jumped one time, I jumped because I didn't expect it to be like that. These kills were ridiculous, ridiculous, and ridiculous in a good way. I mean, they were brutal as hell, and like the special effects were decent, the acting was pretty good. Good movie, it was a good time with slasher movies like this, the old classic slashers like Friday the 13th. Halloween, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you can't really go into it expecting a good story. Just go in and just have fun. And this one had a pretty good premise. Like you said, it had potential. It had potential, but then that little plot hole. I would say that there's at least two of those that really piss me off. Again, four characters, boyfriend, girlfriend, and then two sisters. 
that all a part of this group that has brought out this small ghost town in Texas mm-hmm. to turn it into, I don't know, some gentrified living, but they didn't live yeah. long enough to see that happen. <laughs> but there was that. And the one character that they meet early on, that guy, I thought he was going to survive, but apparently not. Yeah, I thought so too. I thought he was going to be the one that's going to actually help them. He got dealt with. Yeah. He got dealt with like in the harshest way possible. I think that was perhaps the most brutal kill. Yeah, he broke his leg. <laughs> his leg just and just smashed his head like 300 times. Yeah. And then the thing that pissed me off was that bus. That one pissed me off. Like, I understand how they led up to that, which made sense because the guy was like, oh, well, you killed her. But he didn't know that she was already dead. Or right. Unless he had a CB radio or whatever. But go ahead. Yeah. So actually on the side of Leatherface, because I understood completely why he went off the way he did. I mean, I'm not condoning killing, but I get it. It, it makes 100% sense. And then when with Sally Hardesty, that's the ranger, mm-hmm. the, the survivor from the first one came in, I was like, okay, makes sense. Yeah, she would dedicate her life to trying to find him because of the trauma that he caused for just being a survivor. And if you saw the first movie, if you saw the 1974 movie, you saw that she escaped and she was going crazy in the back of that truck while she was driving away. Yeah. Losing it. So you can just imagine the PTSD that she has from that whole situation. And she made it her life goal just to find him and kill him. I mean, she got to that point when she did face him. And to me, this <laughs> this is perhaps the dumbest. I understood it. But then I'm like, man, if you just don't shoot him, like, yeah. do you remember me? Do you remember me? Like, fuck remembering. You remember him. That's all that matters. You think he remembers? You're just a number out of many. He killed so many people. You think he remember? Oh yeah, yeah he I just killed him. a whole bunch of people today. <laughs> like just right. <laughs> How in the world is he going to remember you out of everybody he killed? I mean, maybe because she felt that she was the only one that got away, but you don't know. It made it seem like it might not have been him, at least to me, because he just kind of walked past and was like, "Yeah, whatever." Do you remember that part? So it's the same part as you're talking about. He just kind of walks away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He literally just picked up the chainsaw and just walked right by her. I'm like, dude, if you just don't shoot him right then and right there, she didn't. She did shoot him afterwards when he was coming after the sisters. Yeah, those bullets just bounced off him. <laughs> right. It just bounced off him. And plus, I mean, let's be real. She had a shotgun and she was far distance. She was a little bit closer. It probably did more damage. And then she got brutalized man that shit was insane yeah she just got tossed <laughs> she got fucking impaled with the chainsaw and got launched i'm surprised that she was still somewhat alive to tell you the truth it's possible depending on where he stabbed her all right so that dude dante jacob Ladmore's character he's the person that should not have survived yeah he was an asshole i didn't like him at all yeah so basically his face got cut open he mm-hmm. bled out then wakes up he was bleeding out and then somehow wakes up and then goes to start walking. And then I guess the guy that we thought was going to be the hero of everything saw him. And then he goes on a hunt. And little did he know this hunt that he was going on was basically going to be his last fucking hunt. Basically. Yeah, but he should have died. I didn't like him. I did not like Dante. I thought he was an asshole. He was just doing a little bit too much. And he was just doing too much. This all stemmed from the Confederate flag being there. I want to say they made like two different woke references. Uh, Because one was the school shooting. 
And right. then the other one was the Confederate flag. I'm like, yeah, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So he had an issue with the Confederate flag, and I understand that too. But it's like, guys, just not give a fuck about. It's like my investors going to be so upset. Well, yeah. All they had to say was like, this guy here, we're going to do like some remodeling, but this is the idea we have. Dude, are you a real businessman? You understand what I'm saying, Barry? Yeah. You can tell that the town is in disarray. They come in there to see it all bruised up already. They come to see what your plan the is. The potential. Right. <laughs> he deserved everything he got. I didn't like Dante. Yeah. His girlfriend, I, she was a non-factor. I mean, she got, she got dealt with. <laughs> she got dealt with. The sisters, I kind of liked the oldest sister. Uh, no. I, the she was annoying. Was, yeah. I liked her better than the youngest sister. And that's not really saying much. Well, I will say this. I think the thing I appreciate the most is that it did do something differently. So it wasn't, again, the remake of that first movie, the 2003 movie. It did mm. do something differently. So It was like a reimagining. Yeah, so every Texas Chainsaw Massacre, most of them, backwards town, a house, someone getting trapped in the house, kind of like, don't breathe. Someone and, get trapped in the house and it's a group of friends. Yeah. And yeah. trying to escape the house, and then one person escapes. So this right. one did it as a town. I'm like, okay, well, that makes sense. And then you have more places to go, but you just wind up being in three places, which is the orphanage, that one guy who tries to be the hero's shop, and then the bus. Yeah, yeah. That's it, and I think that's where my issues lie with the movie. They had so much they could have done with it, because like you said, they were in the whole fucking town. They only had like three set pieces, really. Like the orphanage, the mechanic shop, or something like yeah. that. The bus. That bus scene, though. That, I mean, he was going through there like it was shit. He was fucking time. everybody up. <laughs> but what made it funny annoyed me a little bit, but then I, I had to like pause for a second. Unfortunately, that's kind of the truth. But what happened? Everybody whipped out their phones. <laughs> yeah, everybody whipped out their phone. And then someone said, you do anything where you're going to be canceled. I'm like, you think this motherfucker give a shit about being canceled? It's like, watch this. <laughs> right. He went through and just killed everybody in the most brutal fashion. Make sure you're on live, everybody. Right. And then you see the comments saying, this looks so fake. I mean, it's funny and it's stupid, but it's accurate to the time we live in right now. Yeah. It is so accurate. Well, and, first uh, of all, I would have been like, yo, why is that dude with a chainsaw in like somebody's face? Let me get off this bus. <laughs> right, right. To be completely honest, I would have even been there. <laughs> <laughs> I would have even been there. But yeah, like I said, the characters were okay. Like I said, I didn't like Dante. His girlfriend was a non-factor. The sisters were tolerable. I would say the some guy of the that- acting early on is bad. Some of the acting, like maybe the first... 20 minutes of the movie is like really bad. Yeah, yeah. But after those 20 minutes, it picks up. The only character I liked outside Leatherface, he was fucking people up. But outside Leatherface was the guy that I thought was going to be the hero. Yeah. I liked him. I actually thought he was going to go in and at least do something because he was actually uh, Leatherface to work for a minute. Got his fucking leg destroyed. (laughs) (laughs) And outside of that, everyone else was just there. But, all right. but it, it was an enjoyable movie, though. I enjoyed it. Well, and to wrap this up, what score would you give Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I would give it a six. I would watch it again. But slasher movies, you got to go in and just have fun with it. You can't 
take yeah. it seriously. Yeah. I would give it a six. I would say this. It's better than the last Halloween to me. I would give it a five. And I would say it is the third best Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, probably like the 2003 one, the best. Mm. Right. Then the first one and the second one, and then this one. Because again, it did try to do something differently. I mean, all the other ones that I have seen have been trash. <laughs> yeah, most of them are. It's the first one, the original, the sequel, and then 2003 one. The Jessica Bill one was really good. And I was like, oh shit, this is good. The acting was good. The direction was good. The person that played Leatherface was good. Jessica Biel was good. But Jessica Biel, she's a pretty good actress. It was believable. Set in the 70s. So this that was like a, just a remake. That was definitely a good remake. And that's kind of hard to do with classic horror movies. Mm-hmm. Usually when they do a remake, they fuck it up. Yeah, I'm talking about you, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. That shit was fucking disgusting. Yeah. And I'm talking about you, Friday the 13th. Halloween, like, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis one, the one that came out recently was good. The first one, second one was trash, but this one I would say is better than the second Halloween, but not, not better than the first one, with the first of the remakes, or the reimagining. Well, Halloween Kills, what's it called? Yeah, Halloween Kills was fucking horrible, horrible. I was just watching it for the podcast at a certain point, because it was just so bad. But yeah, I give it a six. I will watch it again. As a matter of fact, I may watch it later on tonight. I mean, the kills are probably the best thing. Yeah, the kills kills are the best thing. Because you don't expect it to be like that. It caught me off guard. I jumped. And I don't jump, but I jumped because it was just like, damn. I mean, even the last one, which I was kind of expecting, like something needs to happen. (laughs) I was expecting that, but I didn't expect it to be that, though. The way it ended was kind of a... uh, Call back to the first one. Yeah, call back to the first one. With an automated car, though. Tesla. <laughs> yeah. Getting at 300 miles out of that battery. But, all right. That is the Beast Game Podcast. Again, if you have time, maybe take a trip over to Netflix and watch some okay-ish horror movie. <laughs> yeah, and just have fun with it. Pop some popcorn, just chill. Just have fun with it. Don't think too much. This movie could have been fixed if they if they would just did this one thing. They could have just said that she was a caretaker for Leatherface. That was it. Like his mother died and took long care. lost family yeah. member or something like that. Yeah, something. Yeah, it, that it would have been perfect. It would have been a perfect movie, but it would have been seamless because she may seem like she raised him. Because even in the picture that she saw when they went into the house, a boy in the back, I think his face was scratched out or something yeah. like that. So it kind of alluded that he was part of the orphanage, which was not the fucking case. 